Welcome. Um, Kelly and I have been speaking on Zoom for uh, almost two hours. No, one hour. Three, two hours. Almost at this point. Almost together. Done. Yeah. Sometimes um, you have to. So we're kind of over the podcast at this point. We've kind of <laughs> said all we need to say. <laughs> <laughs> no episode this week. I mean, we kind of got it out between yeah. ourselves. and uh... Yeah, it's a private podcast this week. So, <laughs> um, But it was a good one. It was pretty good. So um, sorry That's what about I that, call guys. all conversations. I'm like, private podcast. are you... <laughs> Do you mind if we have a private podcast for a second? <laughs> Uh, it's where you take aside someone yeah. and talk about stuff that doesn't matter. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to this private podcast, FOH. Uh, it's a service industry podcast, and I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And I switched it around this week for no reason. Hey, why not? Mm, the reason is because we're all losing our minds, that's why. That's why. And it's fair. Um, and it's fair and it's valid. And, you know, my upstairs neighbor listened to Rent yesterday. So <clears throat> we're all there. Wow. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I had to leave the room. But yes, for her, yes. <laughs> for her, um, for the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. It was a very important, mm-hmm. important day. Great. How are you, Lily? Yeah. I am doing fine. Thanks for asking. Um, I got into grad school, Yay! which is, uh, the ending of a long, a long con joke that I've been playing on myself and everyone else. And then, you know, sometimes when you play a joke, you don't realize you're, you're, you're playing for keeps, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then you have to pay the price and the piper at the same time. Yeah. If you will. So, um... I'm going to school for idioms. I don't know if you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Iowa Writers Workshop, here I come. Hello, Dolly. No, I don't know if I'm going yet, but it is... Uh, they have accepted me, like the fools that they are. And all with the help of this podcast. Yes, wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Lillian's personal statement, or whatever you call it, when she sent it to me, I was like, made a few changes, just expanded the section on the podcast. Yeah, Kelly did a good job. Um, and then, but also uh, put in uh, Bigfoot and Ruby Ridge in the first paragraph of my uh, personal academic objectives yeah. piece. And I said, <laughs> I, I, I agree and appreciate this. However. That's, and if you, anyone who wants me to... <laughs> Find the kind of back door to put that in your personal statement. Send it to me. I can work. Yeah. I can work Ruby Ridge into mm-hmm. pretty much if anything. You need any kind of script punch ups, um, that kind of thing that you think could use those sort of references. We know a guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can do two. Two for the price yeah. of one. Um, I left both of those in there until, I mean, you'll be happy to know, kind of the last hour. And then I said, yeah, not much. making the final Too cut. Much. But um, it did get me, get got the wheels turning, you know. I sort of wanted to say Bigfoot and Ruby Ridge without saying it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyways. Hey. But, uh, but I'm glad that they were there, you know, holding space. Yeah. I'm always um, holding space for Ruby Ridge. There's one thing about me. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Um, how are you doing? What's going on with you? I'm good. Um, it's definitely... I'm in a very Shining-esque kind of moments of mm-hmm. just absolute... Um, marriage problems. Yeah, locked in the house mania and marriage problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as I, I was talking to Lillian yesterday and I was like, I've just been um, reading articles about um, when, and like blog posts, when mommy bloggers get divorced or like when lifestyle brands, Mm -hmm. um, influencers, what, what have you get divorced, sort of what that kind of fallout looks like. If that kind of paints the picture of my mental state. Yeah. I I would say it does. Um, yeah, the mommy, the mommy bloggers and the, that's everybody is, it's a fascinating topic. Everybody loves that. Yeah. It's, um, it's, Big money. Big money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for them. You know, women working and being able to be home at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all I'm all for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Focus in on your home and your family, please. Right. You know, find a way to make it happen with Christ. Mm-hmm. When, so. when you know, it, the old adage used to be all moms are working moms. And mm-hmm. now we say all moms are sponsored moms. Yes. And it's so important to say. And that's progress. It is important to say and to, to remember that. <laughs> we never know who you're speaking to and what they're going through and who they're sponsored by. <laughs> yes, so true. You <laughs> never know. <laughs> never. Actually, kind of speaking of that, I did buy, this is big news for me, I bought one of those three-pronged mermaid hair crimpers. Do you ever get ads for that? No, I don't. I'm not on that algorithm. Okay, well, you... Look out. Yeah, next week... Get ready. Now that I've said it, yeah. Um, it's this hair crimper. It's sort of between a crimper and a curler, and it has three barrels, and you go like... Oh, cool. I can. I picture yeah. it now. And I bought one for myself. Congrats. Thank you. Um, I expect you to please be done up for our <laughs> next recording. Yeah, as of right now, I probably haven't washed my hair in... Eight days, but next time it'll be okay. done. Fresh. I made a little hair texturizing spray that I think is working pretty well if you want oh. the ingredients sure, yeah. to that. Awesome. So it's kind of helping me keep up my appearance. Um, but that's exciting. <laughs> a little hair tool. Thank you. Thank you. Crimps are back. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Your hair's going to be fried. It's going to look awesome. It's going to look awesome. Um... Yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say is that I unfortunately am watching the uh, the new season of The Sinner, which is not a good show, and I it's but but I get I guess it's just truly Bill Pullman is that uh, compelling to me. Yeah, you love him. I don't know why. Can anybody else relate to this? I think he's I think he's just he's he's attractive, but he's not like scary attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not threatening. Mm-hmm. And he just has, he has held on to that little eye glint mm-hmm. for his entire, he's got the glint. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, of course. It's like a very, it's just, it's pure charisma. I just watch it because charisma is just, we are lacking charisma in so many of our performers and actors. And he has it. He has the old fashioned star power. It's very understated, but it's still there. Yeah. And I just, I can't he, get enough. He's, he's a good old boy. 
He's hot as fuck, and he's like 60-something. I know. I'm sorry I said that. I really am. But he... I sorry. can't get over it. No, it's great. Um, I, I can't get over how hot he is in that show. Yeah. I didn't know that that show was still being made, so that's good. It shouldn't be, frankly. It's being made for an audience of one. My, <laughs> it's my personal personal, personal podcast, podcast. My personal TV <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. Beautiful. Anyways, but, um, so I don't recommend that show at all. It's a waste of time. And, um, but for charisma studies... <laughs> <laughs> but if you're interested, do Netflix. And what a real man looks like. Gorgeous. Check out Netflix. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Anyway, that's me. Um. I did. I I watched Search Party. Finished it. Sure. You know, like everyone. Everyone loves that show. Yeah, it's good. My friend Mayron is in the latest episode or ep- latest season. Oh, he is. Yeah. I'll have to go back. Rewatch. Yeah. You know? I'm sorry, Mayron. No, I mean, I don't think it's a large part, but... <laughs> He's there. He's there. Um, yeah. No, I love... Uh, I love some of those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love some of those people is the shadiest um, <laughs> review of, like, a TV show, on en- ensemble TV show. Oh, I love some of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not heard horrible things about some of those people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is the opposite true? Can't say. Cannot. Anyways, um, pivot to topic. Pivot to topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the segue? What can we tease out? Um, mm. Search party is about millennials. Young people on their phones. Yes. Do you see where I'm going? Um, I do see where you're going. Mm, and, yep, that's it. That's all okay. I know. Um, so we're talking about an Amanda Mole, who I think we've read articles by her in the past, because for some reason she is a writer for The Atlantic, and I feel like she just, like, every time I'm like, oh, I wonder if anyone has covered that. It's like, yeah, she has. We mm. have exact, we're, we're right on the same, like, interest level, but it's not, it doesn't endear me to her. It almost makes me mad. Yeah, she pops up, she's all, all over Twitter. Yeah. And pops up a lot. She's doing a, she's, she's playing a good game. She is playing a good game. Anyway, so she wrote this article called The Absurd Logic of Internet Recipe Hacks. Yes. Um, which starts off by... Um, referencing a video that you probably have seen if you're online like us, um, which is interestingly, it's a, there is a question which she sort of talks about as to whether or not it's a serious recipe or whether or not it's a joke or whether it's some sort of ambiguous in between, but it's basically a woman making a pie with SpaghettiOs and, uh, crumbled bread pieces. Topping crust. Um, it's obviously I'm pouring like skim milk in it. It's like really disgusting and unappetizing in a very specific way. Yes. It's like, and, and Amanda touches on this. The woman plays it so straight. And I think that was what kind of like made it go so like hyper viral because there were just moments that it was like, it, 
almost felt like it had to be real because you would never, it was so sick that you would never, unless you were just organically doing, you wouldn't be like, cause she, at one point the, for the yeah. bread crust over top, she takes her arms and she's like her forearms and she mushes the garlic powder into the bread. And then just like, without really talking about it, <laughs> it just continues to, the, also, it's the pacing of the video is, like, so frantic that it's, like, it seems like it's, like, a timed, like, <laughs> it's, like, a timed challenge. It's a very strange piece of, of internet, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, ephemera. It, um, it's what I was, that's the word I was looking for. It It's just one of those things that, like, if you sat down, say, like, on a search party as show, if a, if a room full of writers, okay, SNL something, they were, like, we want to make, like, a gross food TikTok video like you could not think of Mm-mm. squish squish the bread with your arms so no. that was what made it feel real she goes on to say like it's very obvious from her whole YouTube TikTok presence that it is prank yes but it didn't feel that I will say for me no it didn't feel that way no and this piece I feel I don't want to like, I'm not, why am I critiquing this woman who has a staff writing job at the Atlantic? Um, basically she's like, why is this so compelling to us? Cause you've probably seen on Twitter, people are like, go directly to jail and they'll retweet this. Yeah. It's like, it is such a kind of huge thing. trend of like, and it is now like, I understand where you're almost like, what, how can I stretch what could be considered food. Yeah, it gets pretty, like, pretty twisty-turny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty fast. So she was saying, too, that it's sort of, like, almost this, not like a trauma bond, but you're bonding with people <laughs> over, <laughs> over like, look at us, this is so gross, this is not us. Like, yeah. it's sort of a, a, you're defining yourself and your sensibilities and your taste mm-hmm. by, you know, this other kind of example, this horrific yeah. example. Yeah, I, I, there was a line that I actually really liked about that, that um, um, she's talking to, uh, like, a professor of... Um, yes this professor at Hamilton college who studies food disgust and moral judgment, which I was like phenomenal. Yeah. See, this is the thing, everybody just go. If you want to just go to school and get them to pay you to do this because anyone can fucking make up some shit and they will be like, oh, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Nobody, yeah, nobody cares does. anymore. Um, Jesus. and it said it, the response to it often mirrors something, um, Plakias has watched her young son do with his friends, gleefully declare something to be gross between peals of laughter, buoyed by a small indication that they all understand the world in the same way. Right. And so, like, there is that. But I actually think the more interesting piece was that she tied it to tasty videos specifically, because I do feel like that was the original. First Mm -hmm. of all, I love tasty videos. Mm -hmm. To now, I think I am a follower on Instagram. I just, there's something so like compelling about that format of like the two hands, Mm -hmm. the elevator music, music Mm -hmm. making like 
and they comes from the perf like the knees and it's going in and I don't know there's something yes. so like that format really works for me and obviously for a lot of people it just like it's right. so well it's like how everybody love I mean for a while and I guess it's just different now different forms but everyone loved watching the cooking channel yeah for that same yeah it's yeah it's like distilled it's a distilled cooking and it's um I guess it kind of like doesn't really have bearing on the way that we actually cook because it is like everything's already mised out. They don't show anyone chopping, cleaning, cleaning. Or, yeah. like you don't have to. It's not just like, oh, I don't have to do that. It's like, I don't even have to see it. It doesn't even enter into the equation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. But like, but the tasty videos, you know, quite quickly, because the thing is, too, is like to make kind of good refined food it does take a long time Mm -hmm. and it does take musing and also like very rarely with a recipe is it just recipes meanwhile does a lot of work in recipes for the most part sure you know and I think that's difficult to show in a tasty video because it's like the one shot Mm-hmm. So it's hard to show, like, okay, like, this is cooking, now you're going over here, da 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 So they had to do these kind of, like, recipes that just, bi- like, it's a very bizarre way to build flavor, is that it has to be just, like, add, add, add. Yeah, right. And right. so quite quickly, Tasty Videos became almost to this point of gross out, where it was, like, you know... You're making right. a pasta. You're putting... Cream cheese with the... Yeah. 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 So I think that is almost like a more interesting extension to me. Mm-hmm. Because okay. these... They're... They fit into a, a paradigm that we're already familiar with. Well, that's what that, that philosophy... The professor of food disgust or whatever, <laughs> literally what is happening, um, was saying that it's the, what is it? It's a minimally counterintuitive idea. Yeah. So I think it's some, it's sort of like, um, it says you take something that's familiar, but then you put just enough of a twist on it to subvert expectations. To me, that's sort of just saying it's like the uncanny valley. Almost. Yeah, totally, totally. What kind of makes you, it, 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 it turn, it, it, it does do a tweak to your brain and to your stomach where you're like, wait a second. Like it puts you on this weird edge. Yes. And, and also the other thing is like, she references Sandra Lee, who we are avowed stands. Thank God she did. I was like, she, I was reading, I was like, she better put Sandra Lee in here. Yeah. But it is like, that is the thing too, is like a lot of like, it is, it is the Uncanny Valley because it's so close. Like, the SpaghettiO pie, to me, it's only that, like, these weird deviations that made it crazy. Like, that, to me, is not right. a crazy concept of a recipe. Correct. And so, like, <laughs> it that was also part of the reason that I was, like, when I first, first saw it, I was like, this is not that weird. Right. Like, and then the same woman had a video where she like boiled potato chips and then strained them and then made it into mashed potatoes. And even before we were going to talk about this for the podcast, I was talking about it with my housemates and we were like, that's not that weird. Like we saw it. Well, yeah. I mean, it is weird, but it's also like, okay, well what are instant mashed potatoes? 
dehydrated potatoes that you hydrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People do crazy shit. You know, ramen, instant ramen. Right. That's, you know, it's a dehydrated, deep fried noodle. Yeah. So you do that with potatoes. Hey, you know, call it a party. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> <laughs> but then you sent me that nacho one, which, I, which is... I don't want to just do the thing that we were just talking about, but I mean, that has to be, you are, that is just bait. Oh, well, it's, it's 100%. There's not one. I mean, that is. It makes me, why does it make me angry that people are making these videos almost? Not angry, angry, but I'm like, why are you doing this to us? It's so, I would rather, don't, don't give me jackass. Mm-hmm. And tell me you're giving me, you know. Don't piss on my leg and say it's raining. <laughs> you know, like, I would, if you want to do Fear Factor, if you want to do Jackass, that's your business. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you dare. Well, yes, you have to, I mean, here's the thing, it's like, Oh my God. It's really just a matter of trust because true, we can't trust. That is the whole fucking problem with so much of what's going on right now is that you don't know who to trust. You don't know what sources, where they're coming from, who's paying for them, who's behind them. Is this commercials for a real product or is it a joke product that a company, it's like, what is happening? The layers are too much to comprehend. And now I got a lady telling me to mash up nachos nachos and meat together and stuff it in a cone. And I'm like, what is this woman really want me to do this? What's happening? Disgusting. Um, yes, it is almost like that. It's, we're now getting to the thing of like, remember when it was when this summer, when everything was made of cake Yes. and people were like, I can't, it's, it warped the the brain. Like where it was like every video you're like, wait, is it cake? And then it would just be like a normal video. Right. But it would be, or someone would post a video of their cat or something and people would be like, I was waiting for it to be cake. Like I was just. Right. Right. Like it's that now where it's like. I mean, now they're tr- it's into a horror subgenre where you're like, it's the anticipation is building, and it keeps getting worse and worse. I mean, and then the it video just is, that I sent yeah. Lillian this morning, the nacho video, it it is it's, it's a classic <laughs> horror film. It, you know what I mean? Like, it start the premise is you're like something's amiss, and then it's like oh. Yeah. And but you don't know where it's going. Right. Every t- right. every turn I was like That's the thing is so many of these take turns where you're <laughs> yeah. like you're just like, "Oh my fucking god, I can't believe it." I think yeah. it's the turns. That's what distinguishes the true like mm-hmm. okay, we're ju- we're we really don't see the world the same way and the and the, you're making this for gross out because she referenced a uh, uh, I looked up like all the videos she referenced. She referenced a peach cobbler recipe that mm-hmm. there's no turn. It's just that is how this woman makes peach cobbler. It's not how I would do it, but I could see it being tasty. Right. And she just put cinnamon toast crunch down, like two cans of canned peaches, like in their juice. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. she sprinkled vanilla cake mix over and then yeah, sure. put pats of butter 
So it mm-hmm. almost made like a biscuity, like the butter melted yeah. while it, you know, like it's not crazy. So that's where it's like, okay, this is for real how you make, there's no turn there. Right, right. So I trust it. it it's not my style. Right. But. Well, it's just like hard to discern because part of it is like, and not to make it about something, not to analyze it to the point where it, you know, that's unnecessary, but it's like, it is, it feels sinister in this way that I can't (laughs) put my finger on because not only of the turns and the tricks and the trust, but because... I don't know, man. People do eat this way sometimes. No, for sure. So so I'm like, I don't think that they're like making fun of poor people or anything, but I'm just like, what is the target? It makes me uncomfortable when I can't see a target and there's a joke. Yes. Or there's like a, what's the intention? Even if you don't have an intention, what is this? It's just like, I can't figure it out. I think um, there there is definitely a bent of classism to especially the way these go viral where it's like people are like you're you're trash right and maybe it's the reactions that kind of bring the right yes yes I think that's definitely like it's you know because some of them are not um I mean, not the ones referenced in this article, but ones I've seen on Twitter and stuff. It's just people making the food that they eat and it's not refined and it doesn't have any fresh vegetables and, and it looks gross and, but that's how they eat. And people are like, Oh, I would never. And it's like, so don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's kind of the same thing as right. Those like, people complaining about food blog stories is like, then don't read it. Right. It's okay. Sorry. You don't like it, but it's fine. It's not for you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry chill. about it. Be chill. Be chill. But yeah, it's, um, and that's also when, when it's, um, it's like the, the spaghetti pie woman, the nacho woman, it's like, they have that like Instagram style and face that like, you know, they were waiting for like something to break through. And that irks me too, because mm-hmm. it's like, you're, you're just, you're, you want to play any game you can to get your 15 minutes. Right. And you'll do it. Even if it's not intent, even if you're not sitting there thinking and you know, fuck poor people and fuck the way they eat. It's like, you're so conditioned to want the fame and you're so like willing that you won't even take the minute to say like, what, what am I making fun of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's lazy. Yeah. I mean, and this isn't about TikTok, whatever the fuck, you know, I did my old man screaming about TikTok the other week, but I'm just like, <laughs> Would I rather this or then the other part of TikTok, which is just like a 15-year-old talking to me about the Underground Railroad for some reason? Like, what's going on? Yeah, TikTok specifically has, um, like, what is it about the medium that, like, it it brings up a lot for people? I don't, I signed, I signed up for an account, but I haven't 
engaged with it yet because I'm so fucking scared because it looks like it would just melt my brain instantly. And so I'm like, it just looks like a really crazy fucking thing. And I just don't know if I can, I'm like, my brain is so poisoned already. Do I want to like just straight up keep injecting it? I don't know. Right. I'm just curious. I like to know. I'm like, I just not to be like, I want to be on TikTok. I just want to know what's up. You want to be part of the conversation. I mean, I, I mean, also, 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 is that TikTok videos are the dominating media in every other right? You Twitter. might as well it's be all yeah. TikTok. So I'm like, okay, wh- where's the source look like for? Th- I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is up? But it is to me, it's like so many teens just like talking about the Holocaust. I'm like, what is what is this? Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's just a different style, but it's like. Uh, clearly bringing up all these fucking freaks like what the hell yeah i mean i think it something that we have talked about maybe not on this podcast but the the need of people to be the authority in the room the smartest person in the room something about tiktok allowing the text it's a little longer than a vine i don't know something about it really makes people want to say like let me um let me explain something to you. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's, and I think that that's why people who are like old are like, it's so dumb. It's a, because it is like literal children who are like, they look up cause they have access to all this information. So they're like, well now I can, right. I'm going to teach you. It's like, it's very strange. Right. But anyways, I mean, if you were a parent, okay. Would you, how far would you go with social media and your kids? I did read, it's interesting that you say this, I recently read an advice column, a parenting advice column. I have not seen this trend on TikTok, but she's like, there's a trend where teenagers will go outside their parents' bedroom while they're having sex, and then it'll caption it, please say they're clapping. No. Because everyone's, like, stuck in the house together, so. Oh, my God. And she was like, I, I'm, it's made me and my, hu- it's ruined me and my husband's sex life. <gasps> and then the the advice columnist was like, you need to chill, basically. She was like, you cannot allow your fear that your child might make that TikTok to prevent you from no, having... right. Which I agree with. Um, and... How far would I let my kid have... I think I would probably say... Say it's, say it's a girl. Of course. I'm not raising a boy. No, no one would. Um, you know, what I think I would do is I would give them, like, a really old phone, and I would be like, you can do whatever you want, but then it would just crash. I would give them a four, iPhone four. That's smart. And then it would just crash. And then you lock all the other devices. Oh, yeah. And, and then I would say, I gave, you know... Hey, you can do whatever you you want, but TikTok doesn't load on an iPhone six. Well, sorry. Them's the brakes. (laughs) What would you do? Man, I really don't know. It just feels like, I feel like you, it's almost a lost cause to be a parent now. What do you even do? How are you even a parent? It's like, what can you, how can you compete with TikTok, I'm literally serious. What the fuck do you even teach a child who has access to literally everything? Yeah. I don't even know. What do you talk to them about? 
TikTok, they're going to be like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to tape you having sex. It's like, whoa. whoa, whoa, like, whoa. The power and the knowledge. I'm like, I can't deal. It's there. It's scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds, you know. I would, I mean, I might have to be one of those fucked up. I don't know if I could actually do this, but I'm like, I used to make fun of people. I, I, I wouldn't homeschool necessarily. I think that is, that can be rough, but I don't know. Rural you know, countryside living doesn't sound so bad oh, when you're yeah. trying to shape a person. It's like, fuck, man, I don't know. Ugh. Of course, we're always, you know, they always joke that generations are like, the younger ones are going to be so fucked up. But I honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, these kids are getting plastic surgery. Yeah, like these now, kids are, so these kids, I don't know. it's not the same. It's not the same as They have was. like hot girl filters so they can like look like a hotter version of themselves on their phones and that's all they see all the time. I mean. No, it's not, it's not the same. This is a different beast, you know. I feel really bad for them in a lot of ways. I truly do. It's a bummer. I do too. I do too. I mean, even, even this, this you know, virality, even these videos are like, it speaks to like, you know, people, people don't know how to cook. So they're doing crazy ass things anyway. And that generational knowledge is not being passed down and nobody has the time. So there aren't really homemakers as such anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's there, we're just contending with all these things that, other generations didn't have to and these young kids they're really yeah i mean they don't have anything fucking else to do or hear from it's like i don't know it's really weird it kind of i i read um alicia kennedy's newsletter today about the peanut butter thing mm. i don't know it kind of it kind of reminded me a little bit of this where she was just saying like the, the oils that go into conventional peanut butter that make it, so you don't have to stir it and there's not the oil, you know, it's not like the separated natural peanut butter. But those oils, their only purpose is to just make it so you don't have to deal with the messiness yeah. and stirring of natural peanut butter. And it was just an interesting example of like destroying the environment for the oils that just make it so you don't have to stir peanut butter. Yeah. And it's like the ease of that is like, what we need and what we want because part of partially because as she was saying we're fucking tired we don't have time we yeah. don't care we don't have time to think about it we're just like being fucking forced to live this life where it's like just give me something to fucking eat i don't care anymore you know and it's sadly very depressing and um I don't know. I wasn't expecting the podcast to go this way, but hey, hey. you know. Um. Hey, that's it. We're always on an adventure here at FOE. <laughs> um, but it is interesting, and um, the videos, I don't know. It feels dark. Yeah, there's something not right about something it. About something it. about um, it. It's also, I think it just is, I think part of what makes it a bummer to me is that the flip side of it can be so good and that because a lot of us didn't grow up with moms who had the time to be dedicated homemakers and because a lot of us didn't receive that kind of knowledge and didn't learn about nutrition and all of these things like 
the flip side of it, I think, can be so good that you're mm-hmm. given access to this information that you missed. And I think it does create, because it's around food, and we've talked about how important that is to community building and how it does really connect people. And, like, you do have YouTube people and bloggers who have, like, these really special communities because they provide people with this frame of reference and this knowledge that I think is so important. And so I think that's the flip of it from, and like what really cuts about it for me. No, absolutely. And I think not to bring it back again to us, (laughs) but, um, but I mean like that's Sawi. Um, but that is what, I think we both really loved about working in restaurants because not just like food is community and we worked at a restaurant and therefore it's community, but it does do something when you are like around it and you see it and you're interacting with it and you watch as it, people respond to it. I mean, that's like, you know, and we both love cooking and I think we both like make that a big part of our lives because of where we worked yeah. and all of our knowledge and like it's brought so much richness to my life in a way that I was like would have made fun of I mean yeah, totally. as a younger person I would have been like I don't give a fuck totally you know so I don't know I mean maybe it's all just a phase and I do think I will of, say yeah. um maybe because I have to have like I have to end things on a positive note or it makes me feel sad But I will say one thing that I've noticed is I feel like it used to be fairly, um, like, trendy to be like, like, you know what, like, I, I don't measure, I just shake the shaker until, like, I hear a voice telling me to stop, like, you know, like, people used to really, um, I feel like, brag about having this sort of, like, all-intuitive cooking, Mm. And then I've seen um, some people who in these, like, viral cooking videos, the ones that I think are real, where people are like, we don't measure, we just, like, fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And then people commenting, and they're like, that's not a good way to cook. Don't do that. <laughs> and I think it does speak to um, our generation, millennials, mm-hmm. a consciousness raising about um, cooking being... Um, you that you know a recipe is there for a reason and i right. i don't really right. follow recipes but i do they're guidelines, they're guidelines. and that's a, right it's good to have both you can and you can follow recipes specifically to understand how things work and then you can go out on your own like anything else right. you know what i mean like i know in my head when i look at a recipe i'm like ah i would do more tomato paste right. and i do and it's good you know what i mean right at that but you know five years ago or six years ago i wouldn't have done that you know for sure i'm like shakily making sure it's level on the tablespoon it's like it's okay yeah Relax. i'm like the opposite where it's like five years ago like i was like i don't know here's some garlic powder here's paprika that sounds good ah. <laughs> and then it's like now i'm like okay like then i had to go back to basics yeah. Two tablespoons. Well, you like baking. That's why. That's that's a different mindset. Yeah, I do like baking. So I can't. I'm, but I'm happy to see people, and it kind of jogged me to be like, even in this viral TikTok moment, mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, measuring is good. Right. Well, it's because like our parents, you know, fucking what? It was the '60s, '70s. They're like, okay, so the recipe is a can of Campbell's. Soup. Right. They didn't have, like, unless you come from a family where like. 
your mother teaches you the recipe for the thing that you make, you know, which is amazing. But a lot of like, you know, suburban moms were like, okay, the Campbell's thing in the magazine I'm reading. Right. That was the OG spawn. It was like, yeah, okay, exactly. here's how to make this specifically with Campbell's soup. This one ingredient. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Um, oh, let's, guys, we really want your scabby, the rat art. Oh, yes, we do. We've gotten some good submissions. They're all great. But we just want to see what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a clean, simple Scabby the Rat message. It could be threatening. Right. It could be... Threats it, we love. are simple. Yes. You don't want a threat to get too convoluted. Right. It its power. So, you know, so have fun with it. Um, you can go really ugly and violent. You know, we like that too. We're open. We're open. Um, but Scabby the Rat design with text or without, uh, simple 10 by 10, one color, the FOH pod at gmail.com. We'll pick a winner. You get 50 bucks. You get a free merch. You get all of the incredible fame that comes with, you know, the winning designer, you know? Yeah. Pride so, Yeah. I'm going to say, hey, make it work. And you say, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually already. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Please, uh, you know, if you're bored and you're an artist, which I imagine most of you are, um, send that in. And uh, I don't think we have any new patrons. So that's fine too. You know? Yeah, no. Um, but we do have a newsletter coming out on Wednesday for the, right. for the old patrons. Um, <laughs> love you guys very much. Okay, love ya. Bye bye.